In order to be successful as an entrepreneur, you need to develop a growth mindset. A growth mindset allows you to learn from your mistakes and grow your business. Entrepreneurs who have a fixed mindset tend to dwell on their failures and see any setbacks and challenges that they might face as a reason to throw in the towel and give up on their dreams of becoming successful. To help you drive your ventures forward and find success, Devon and I are here to give you four ways in this episode 56 that you can develop a growth mindset. What does it take for you to be great? Keep it a hundred, bro, you know the answer. Pursuing your purpose, creating profits, building legacy. Anything less, how could you even fathom? Just sit back and imagine all that can truly happen when you pursue your passions. Yeah. So eliminate distractions and get back to that action. That's the law of attraction. You gotta build a team to build a dream. Family, faith, and focus counsel can only build a king. Are you prepared to reign? Cause whether you weather the weather, the weather won't change. Uh, whether you weather the weather, your weather won't change. Uh, say true to the vision. Say true to the mission. Gotta get to the finish. Take a moment to listen. And come and see it through our eyes. We'll show you what it means to live uncompromised. We're uncompromised. 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 Welcome to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast presented to you by the Uncompromising Entrepreneurship Coaching Group. Do you have the entrepreneurial spirit? Are you constantly thinking about how to create value and build new businesses, especially if you are a man of color and are looking to reclaim your entrepreneurial birthright? We are here to talk to you. This is so where we teach you what it takes to pursue your purpose, create profits and build a legacy. I am Jimmy Gonzalez, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devon Watts. Yeah. And if you are new or a loyal listener, please feel free to rate and review the podcast. If you're watching us on the YouTube channel, we'd love for you to like the video, subscribe to our channel, and then share. Share this with another entrepreneur that you know will get benefit from this fire content that we have for you today. We are discussing four ways entrepreneurs can develop a growth mindset. And think to a certain extent, kind of comparing, you know, growth mindset to a fixed mindset and just really how that can hold you back uh, unless you start to rework some of that in your own mind so you can find entrepreneurial success. Uh, but before we get started, my man, Devon Watts Jr., how are you? I'm doing well, man. I am doing very, very well. Finally, um, the shackles have been released, um, and I can speak openly about it because we just got a lot of life events going speaking on. Speaking of growth. Yeah, speaking of growth, the family is growing. Yes. Um, and so the Mrs. and I are expecting our uh, third edition and last edition. 
uh, our new addition. Uh, I mean, maybe name Bobby or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't do that. <laughs> How do I get my name, Dad? <laughs> Use a new addition, Bobby. I just seen the verses. <laughs> Man, I should name you Keith, because Keith won. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're expecting a new addition to the family, man. So super, super excited, man. Super blessed. Yeah, uh, amen to that. Yeah, obviously, you, yeah, man, you've been rocking with me for a minute. So, you know, like, either I'm doing nothing or I'm doing everything. And so this just falls into the realm of doing everything. I'm going to grow a business. I'm going to grow a baby, grow a family, uh, get engaged. Like, I'm just going to do it all. Just do it all at once and... You know, uh, you know, grow the coaching business, you know, work on this app, like all this stuff. Like, um, so yeah, so excited, super excited about that. Um, so thank you for those that have already reached out, uh, congratulate the family and I, um, and yeah, just man, excited to, uh, run it bike, um, as we say, um, and, you know, raise one more, uh, you know, um, just loving, you know, um, hopefully high contributor to society, um. Yeah, man, just, you know, love on this baby. So excited for that, man. Um, and then excited to pod, man. I know we've been building up, like, over these past couple of episodes, really um, breaking down kind of, you know, this this broader theme of entrepreneurial drive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, I think this, this segment, this episode is really going to kind of round out that message before we get into our next MBA. I'm just really talking about that growth mindset because um, I go back to the reason why. Uh, either I'm doing nothing or I'm doing everything. It's because when I'm doing nothing, it's not that I'm doing nothing. It's that I'm I'm plotting, I'm planning, I'm measuring, yes, I'm strategizing, so that when I do everything, it's easy to do everything. Because bro, I've been spending all this time plotting and planning and strategizing. None of this stuff is happening um, without uh, preparation. None of this stuff is happening in a vacuum or by happenstance. Um, everything from the business growing to um, the engagement to uh, you know, the new addition to the family has been meticulously thought out and planned and I've accounted for different things. And, um, we know that the timing is right. And so, uh, yeah, man, I I think that as we talk about developing that growth mindset, you know, we'll be touching on that aspect specifically. And it's that growth mindset that has allowed me to feel comfortable in what other people from the outside looking in would perceive as just an abundance of activity and potential chaos, like I'm comfortable, yeah, like, cha- chaotic at all. I'm comfortable, like the the I'm planning. I plan my work, and I'm working my plan, and it's going exactly as I planned. So I'm super, super excited, man. Nah, I feel that. Hey, go big or go home. That's what they say, right? Mm-hmm. One of the uh, mm-hmm. immortal words of Jameis Winston: If you're going to do it big, do it big. Then. <laughs> <laughs> for, you see this W <laughs> for those FSU fans, possible uh-huh. FSU fans. All right, hold on. Speaking so of, we got. I've derailed us. Yes, you have. I'm sorry. It's just Jameis Winston, Winston. All right. So, the only thing I'll say, like, if you want to talk about like true growth mindset, true uh, self confidence, coming off our episode talking about yes. self confidence. If y'all have not done it, just watch Jameis Winston's pregame speech when he was with the Buccaneers and he was talking about eating a W. <laughs> <laughs> it is to me the funniest thing in the world. See this? You see this? What is this? What is this? What is it? It's a W, right? You know what we're going to do? We're going to... We're going to eat this W. <laughs> and, bro, the, the, when you watch the video, you have to watch the faces of the other players in the huddle. 
Because this is your leader, right? This is like so you see some of them like right, I'm rocking with you, and then other ones are like, wait, hold on, what the hell? What are we, what are we doing now? <laughs> no, did he just like, why, put his whole hand in his whole mouth? hand in his mouth? <laughs> I have not seen that video, so I'm gonna have to go back and see that. Uh, oh, I'm gonna shoot it to you. So uh, again, this yeah, is so not a sports go- podcast. This is an not entrepreneurial podcast with a not little sports. Again, exactly. we br- we bring you edutainments. <laughs> we bring edutainments. We educate you. We entertain you. We bring you little sports. Um, there's been there's some growth in my family as well. Not in the same way, but speaking of FSU, uh, I have definitely have mentioned baby girl. I say baby girl, but she's really my my young adult daughter Elena, uh, who's going to be starting uh, her master's program at FSU very soon. Uh, and today was her first day uh, at her new job. She's working at a library here locally. Uh, and we are very excited about that. And then we were yeah, also joking. Type of smart. Yeah, for real. Like, uh, to, she, like to be like a library. Like I know she's studying like li- a master in uh, library librarian sciences. sciences. Yes. Yeah, no, she's smart, smart, like smart, smart, like different smart. She's focused. She, yeah, she definitely is smart. Uh, all my kids are, but she, she definitely has a, a different type of focus. Uh, and then. I told you about my first experience that just happened a couple of hours ago before we started recording uh, with the young man riding his bike to come visit my youngest daughter, my 14-year-old, and how surprising that was. He will remain nameless at this time. Oh, but he, no, he's, he's awesome. a good young man. He's a good young man. If his parents listen to my podcast, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, he's a good young man. But yeah, that was that was interesting um, to say the least. Growth, but man, that's a part of growing. It is part of it is part of growing. See, Elena never gave me these issues, bro. Like very humble, uh, you know, chilling, kind of you know, very introverted stance to herself. Um, yeah, but but Nia, you though. <laughs> that's funny that you say that. Uh, I, <laughs> Elena is a lot like me, but yes, in different ways. Uh, yeah. But Nia, she's a little bit more. We're all introverted, but yeah, she just she definitely has a different personality. She's uh, she is she's the diva. She's the diva of the house for yeah. sure. So um, keeping my eye on that one. But uh, <laughs> keep praying every day. Keep praying every day. You know, for the for the Holy Spirit to guide us. So, uh, but yes, growth growth in different ways. Uh, but very excited about you know what we have going on in the Gonza House, as we like to call it. Um, and as we push forward, yeah, man, just excited about <clears throat> uh, today's podcast episode. As we are in uh, episode fifty six, and again talking about four ways entrepreneurs can really grow uh, and focus on that growth mindset. Uh, but even as we, you know, we've been working over the last week or so with uh, the men in our alpha test uh, and going through their intake forms and really doing those those needs assessments to get a better feel for for them, for their vision, for their dreams, for their business uh, idea or for the business that they have already have that have started uh, and how they're looking to to possibly scale and do some things differently. Uh, so that has been phenomenal. Uh, it's been very intriguing. It has been inspiring. Uh, it is I think everything, you know, maybe we expected and maybe in some ways we didn't expect, uh, you know, for it to be. But it has been a wonderful process up until this point. We're just getting started. So we're excited about that. <clears throat> but one of the things that is is apparent, uh, which we know because that's part of our, our process, especially when we talk about purpose to profits in that program, is the mindset piece. And, you know, how 
how talented individuals can be, you know, some of the greatest ideas that they may have, uh, but how that, you know, that not having a growth mindset and being in a fixed mindset, how that can really hinder you and provide roadblocks to you finding yep. success. Uh, so yeah, definitely very, uh, interested to, to jump into this conversation and, uh, again, just excited with everything that we have going on. Uh, well said, man. Um, you're right. Like as we're going through this process, we're definitely, uh, again, just learning, learning more about not just the, the immense talent that these gentlemen possess, but also the things that we've been, you know, studying and, uh, understanding and solving for like mm-hmm. in practice, like we're seeing it right, like right in front of our eyes as we have these discussions, as we have these sessions and it's like, yep. All right. There's a reason why, you know, we put such emphasis on the mindset component. There's a reason why we <clears throat> put so much effort into the, even the intake process and all the specific questions that we're having folks to go through is to uncover these type of underlying things that could be, kind of the catalyst for why folks are not seeing the level of success or unlocking the real potential Mm -hmm. that their, their business um, possesses. And so, yeah, man, it's been uh, an extremely rewarding experience um, for sure. Um, And just a wealth of affirmations as we've gone through the process. And to your point for, you know, all of the sessions we've done, there's been some element of growth mindset that has reared its head through the discussions. Um, that just, you know, it's appropriate to kind of talk through or share with our broader uncompromising Mm -hmm. entrepreneur community as we round out this discussion on uh, entrepreneurial drive. And so, um, yeah, man, I I, I think we're ready to just kind of jump into it, um, if you don't mind. No, not at all. I'm ready to go. I am ready to talk. Um, So again, we have four ways that entrepreneurs can really focus on developing that growth mindset. And number one is embrace challenges. Uh, even in our last Cobra and Convo, like we gave eight inevitable challenges uh, and things that will come up that one will be faced with as an entrepreneur. So it is good to be eyes wide open to the you know inevitable possible things that may happen, but just knowing that you're going to have some type of challenge, you know, come uh, that you're going to be confronted with, and, and there's always a positive reason to embrace that challenge. You know, if, if you work on beating a problem, then you're going to reap the rewards when you do that as well. And if you don't overcome the challenges, as we've talked about many times, you're still going to be able to learn some type of valuable lesson uh, in that, in that failure or in that loss. Uh, And if you do everything to, that you can to avoid problems that you may face, like you're never going to grow as an entrepreneur. And we talk a lot about as an entrepreneur being a problem solver for you as a business, you meet challenges. How do I solve this problem so that I can work through it and get to the next step? Uh, And depending on on what product or service it is that you provide more times than not, you're also trying to help your customers and your clients to figure out and solve problems. So that has to be like a skill that you're able to develop as you continue to move forward again, so that you can grow as an entrepreneur. And if not, your business is not, is not really going to be able to grow either. So just embracing challenges is really going to allow you to achieve higher things uh, in both your business and your personal life. Cause like we're not, 
we're not immune to that. Like in, in life in general, there's going to be challenges that we're faced with. Uh, Lord knows within our world, within our country, there's so many challenges that we've been faced with over the last year and a half uh, and even recently. And we were just talking about, you know, the challenge that uh, that COVID presented for a, a barber that, you know, and how they faced that challenge and, and adjustments that they made within their business to still make it work. Uh, that's what entrepreneurs do, especially, again, successful entrepreneurs uh, that have longevity in what they're doing. Yeah, actually, for our entrepreneurs, if you want to see a phenomenal case study in uh, the entrepreneurial mindset when it comes to approaching challenges and embracing challenges, uh, I strongly recommend folks go back and they watch uh, The Martian with Matt Damon. Great movie. Uh, right. Um, definitely one of my one of my favorites. Um, and what I really appreciate about it is you don't really like from an entrepreneurial perspective, you don't get the message until you get to the end when um, spoiler alert, I know I'm saying spoiler alert, but if you haven't watched it by now, like the movie been out like, yeah, for, real. <laughs> like, for a long time, like for a long time, like bro, like, come on, man. I think, I think they got on Netflix, like it's free. <clears throat> but, um, when you get to the end and he's back, he's made it back to earth and he's, he's kind of giving this lecture, um, recounting his, his experiences and obviously college students who are super interested in like, you know, how did you how did you go from being stranded on Mars to um, carving out a living, survive, not just surviving, sustaining, but then getting back off of the planet and back to Earth for, as a part of the rescue mission? And what he mentioned was like what he just focused on was just solving the prop, the next problem that the was, one that was right in front of him. Yep. Every single day, like you couldn't think about like what happens you know, what's going to happen 10 days from now or, you know, three months from now, or four months. Like I had to solve the problem that's right in front of me today. And, you know, for you and I, we have a lot of discussions as, as business partners um, about our business, uh, whether it's debriefing after, you know, um, recording or intake sessions or just stuff like that, you know, as we're working on kind of the fundamentals of our business. And we were even talking about that, about how we've gotten to where we're at today based off of where we started, you know, almost a, a year and a half ago, and it just came from just solving the problem that was in front of us. Okay, we're going to do a podcast with what does that entail? We need recording equipment. We need a setup. We need lighting. We need video editing. We need audio editing. All right, well, how are we going to house it? Solving that problem. All right, how are we going to edit it? Solving that problem. All right, how are we going to market it? Solving that problem. And then, you know, just continuing to solve the problem that was in front of us, and now here we are. Um, and you know, we've talked about the success that we've been able to have with the pod. We've talked about the success we've been able to have with, um, the, the coaching business. It comes from just solving the problem that's in front of me, in front of you. And when we went live, you talked about like our last cold brew session, there was actually one of our, uh, one of the participants that actually left this comment, like as they were engaging with us during the live session, but they mentioned that, you know, failure, like it's not about avoiding failure. Failure at times is going to be inevitable. It's a part of the gig, especially if you're doing mm -hmm. things and stretching yourself outside of your comfort zone. Like you're going to run into a situation where you're not successful. It's, but it's about how do you respond to that failure? And, you know, we talked about the importance of preparation to, to get you ready for the, for that failure. Um, but it's not just preparation in, okay, if this fails, I've already thought about what I'm going to do to solve it. It starts with the preparation from a mindset perspective that I'm going to run into a challenge. There's going to mm -hmm. be healthy friction and healthy friction is the operative word. There's going to be healthy friction and I can't shy away from that healthy friction because if I try to avoid the conflict, like you mentioned, if I try to avoid the problem, right, 
that's like trying to you know strike a match without the friction. You're not going to get the spark. It's not going to light up. It's not going to propel or fuel whatever you need it to fuel. You need that friction to exist. Um, and so when you go in with the mindset of challenges are going to come, I need to prepare like crazy to avoid as many challenges as possible, to preemptively solve as many challenges as possible. But there's going to be something I didn't think about. There's going to be mm-hmm. some circumstances that come up, and I have to be prepared to deal with that and not phone it in, to not cave, to not give up, and say, I'm going to solve this new problem that's in front of me. I'm not going to think beyond that. And if you continue to do that, you'll be surprised at the progress you make just from that type of mindset. So um, I think you know embracing challenges is such a critical component of having that right entrepreneurial mindset, that growth mindset, as opposed to that fixed mindset. Um, that we see sometimes in entrepreneurs that ultimately leads to them not taking action and being you know, disheartened about their progress or lack of progress and ultimately giving up on their purpose, their passion, mm-hmm. not creating profits, not building a legacy. Yeah, the, the, the one thing I, I, I want to add to that, just so our listeners and our viewers make sure that, they, that they're aligned as well, we're not saying that you shouldn't be thinking and and planning about the future, right? Because even Matt Damon, he was still thinking about getting home. But to your point, sometimes we tend to live in the future and in that vision that we have because we're trying to run from the problems that we have today and that we're faced with. And I don't want to deal with that, so I'm going to be thinking about this and this future state. You're not going to be able to get to that future state without solving that problem today. Uh, and even as you go through that that process, uh, again, spoiler alert, but as Matt Damon was solving problems, there was a huge setback that he had, you know, as he was trying to not try. He came up with ways to, to feed himself and nourish himself. Right. Uh, there was a huge setback that he had that he still, you know, inevitably worked through that and solved those problems and continue to move forward. That's really uh, number two, right? When we talk about four ways that you can develop that growth mindset, uh, the second one is to expect setbacks, right? Embrace the challenges, number one, and then number two, expect setbacks. So Devon, go ahead and, and dive into that one for us. Absolutely. So when we talk about embr- uh, in expecting setbacks, you have to realize that when running a business, you have to be prepared for that. You you have to also know that part of the job of you know, being an entrepreneur, building your business is learning how to overcome them. In order to have a growth mindset, you have to learn how to persist. Again, I'm going to repeat that. In order to have a growth mindset, you have to learn how to persist in the face of setbacks and avoid dwelling on the reasons that you fail. Um, one of my <clears throat> one of my favorite shows actually to watch. Oh man, we're yeah. This is going to end up being the, the binge watch podcast or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of my favorite shows to watch, um, you know, with, with the missus and myself um, is not just Shark Tank. Because I think a lot of people, um, they they romanticize Shark Tank just a little bit um, mm-hmm. only because it's the it's the exciting part, right, of I'm, I'm getting investment. And that process and the back and forth and I'm pitching my business. The one that I actually find the most valuable for me in terms of understanding, learning, case studies is actually a show on um, <clears throat> on uh, CNBC uh, called The, the Prophet. Prophet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you're going there. <laughs> my guy. Lamona's <laughs> my guy. He's a little, 
uh, going bald, like a little sauced up, dude yeah. knows his numbers. Like I just I love seeing him work and I love seeing him operate. And why I love it is because <clears throat> it's a case study on how entrepreneurs fail to expect setbacks mm-hmm. and therefore they're not prepared to persist through those setbacks. And so often when you when you see him engaging or having conversations with these entrepreneurs, a lot of them have been like you can just tell they weren't prepared for failure or expecting setbacks. And so they're just defeated. They're just going through the motions. They've thrown their hands up of the situations and it's allowed what was initially maybe a small problem that if you expected the set, the setback and you were able to persist through it, you could have solved for and kept it moving. You've allowed it to fester. And now it's become this bigger issue, this bigger problem, this systemic problem that has some of these businesses insolvent. And again, for him, it's back to the work of I'm just going to solve the problem that's in front of me. Like, give me all the information. Mm-hmm. Let's get the problem that's in front of us. This is the one we have to solve right now. This is just the one we have to solve right now and continue to do that until you get the business into a, a healthier space. And so, again, when we're talking about expecting setbacks, <clears throat> it's that anticipation of, hey, it's not always going to be smooth sailing. At some point, the wind's going to die from the sails and I can't afford to have the boat, you know, stuck in water with no rudder, no movement. So how do I persist in the face of that setback? And it's not enough to spend time, like if you're in that situation, again, using the boat as analogy, there's no value in arguing with the crew on why the wind is not blowing anymore. There's no value in doing it. There's yeah. no value in saying, well, why you didn't know the wind wasn't going to blow no more? And now we, ain't, now we ain't got no wind in our sails. We're not moving. Whose fault was it? You were the one responsible for um, <clears throat> manning the mass. Like, there's no value in that discussion. And that's really where, where, unfortunately, we find at times entrepreneurs tend to live in is because they weren't expecting the setback and they deal with the setback instead of solving and persisting through it and trying to figure out solving the problem in front of them. They spend too much time dwelling on how it got here, mm-hmm. which at this point, unfortunately, is irrelevant. Like you can always you can always do the the postmortem in hindsight after you've gotten through the problem. Yeah. Like solve for it. Once you've solved for it, then look back and understand how you got there so that you can avoid those telltale signs again. again. But when it comes time to fix what's in front of you, there's no value in just sitting there dwelling on, on how you got there. So expecting setbacks is, is critically important. And when you can do this, inevitable setbacks will ultimately be nothing more than small bumps in the road um, on your way to that bigger destination that you're heading towards. Uh, because again, it's not deterring you from the progress that you're making. Yeah, uh, the example that you just gave too uh, reminds me very similar um, that piece of what you said about not expecting setbacks and how people dwell uh, bar rescue. Oh yeah, that's a good that's one. another yeah, another yeah. great show. Um, but to your point, you know, they only have like 24 hours or so to to really figure out what the problems are. But most of the time, again, it's you see that these individuals, these business owners had some great ideas, had a lot of energy, but then fell into that fixed mindset. And it is it is a different uh, show. Um, Staffer is, is his last name. He comes in there with a very harsh delivery. So, I, you know, and it, it's part of the makeup of the show itself. But it kind of leads us to the next point is the the benefit to listening to criticism. 
right, to constructive criticism and constructive feedback, which he gives in his own special way. But as you're seeing <laughs> this, like, of course, again, it's a show. I get it. But like you, you call this gentleman in to help you. And a lot of it is the mindset. You know, these people have given up on themselves. Maybe they had some, some, you know, some event in their life that changed things. And like you were saying earlier, they just, they've given up. But it's important to be able to to use the feedback that you get to help make improvements in your business, which is a little different than what we talked about on the last cold brewing convos. And for new listeners out there, uh, if you have not uh, heard or joined our cold brew and convos every Wednesday, we go live in our Facebook group, the Uncompromising Entrepreneurs Group. Uh, the replay is put on our YouTube channel as well, so you can always catch it there. But if you want to be there live uh, specifically for our men and be a part of the conversation, you can join us in the Facebook group Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we are going live. We talked about the fact that people are not going to believe in you, right? Um, a little bit different, but there's going to be situations where maybe they don't believe in you for, for a specific reason because they see some holes, they see some flaws, uh, and they want to be able to provide, hopefully, again, some constructive criticism. It's not a bad thing, and it can be super useful to your business uh, and even to your mindset because, again, maybe the, the constructive criticism they're giving is, is your perspective and how you see things uh, and that the mindset that you're, you're currently exhibiting that, again, is holding you back which is one of the things getting back to the alpha test and the men that we've been speaking with that I've been so uh, very excited about, happy about, and just honored is the fact that when we're providing feedback, like they're just soaking it in and, and, and they're very humble in that process. Uh, and you can really see, you know, kind of the, the wheels turning and, and them soaking that information in it and thinking about, okay, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I see, I see the point that you just made. I see where you're going. Um, you know, that's, that's very useful. And obviously, you know, showing appreciation to us, uh, which is part of that affirmation, you know, a piece of that affirmation that you mentioned earlier. Um, so anyway, that, that's just, again, it's just been a blessing to be able to see those things with this, this particular group that we're working with. But if you want to develop a growth mindset, not only should you listen to criticism from coaches, uh, for people that you trust that are, are uh, hopefully the wise decisions that you've made in your inner circle, but even taking a look at customer feedback. You know, what are your customers? What are your clients saying about your product or services? Um, maybe they're giving you thoughts and ideas about how to improve it. Yeah. We've taken a lot of feedback from people, right? Some of it we're like, eh, I'm not sure. We like what we're doing right now. And there's been other things that we've like, you know what? You're right. How can we make an adjustment? How can we improve what we're doing from a coaching perspective with the podcast? Because in the end, we want to make sure there's a specific niche and group that we're focused on, our tribe. But we want to make sure that we're providing that tribe what they need. So listening to feedback is crucial as well. Yeah, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs where we struggle at times is – you know, being able to discern what is what is constructive criticism. And for me, what it really comes down to is two components. It's intent mm -hmm. and it's content. So when I'm receiving the feedback, I, the first thing you have to filter is what is the intentions of this person? Like you mentioned, customers is a great example. Customers take the time to provide feedback around the quality of your product or your service, and they're telling you, something that they would like to see different. If they truly had no vested interest in repatriating you mm -hmm. and coming back, continuing to consume your product, 
They wouldn't say anything. I'm here to tell you, they wouldn't say a word. I am that customer. <laughs> I if I if I make the decision, I ain't never come doing business with you ever again. You're not here in my mouth. You're not getting no IP. I don't even want to engage in the discussion, but I ain't gonna tell you how to get better. I wrote you off. If I truly see myself being a continued consumer, continued customer, continued patron. I'm going to provide the feedback because I want my next experience to be better. So my intention is to continue to um, to to do business with you and to have a better experience. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the first thing. Like, what is the intent? And then secondly, is the content. Like, what feedback specifically are they giving you? If somebody's just complaining, but they're not giving you maybe you know tangible things actionable things that you can take back and incorporate then you don't dwell on that um you know a great example um again we get we're you know again right back into the binge watching podcast but um another show that i really like to watch uh with my boy uh uh robert irvine he looked like uh he'd be chefing up steroids uh, when he cooks, uh, is Restaurant Impossible. Yeah. I like Restaurant Impossible, right? And dude is, is smart. Like you said, he has his own brand of delivery. That's a part of the entire sh- the show. Mm-hmm. But what I appreciate about him, like when you're talking about the value of the constructive criticism, you see sometimes these folks, these business owners, pushing back on this guy who is a world-renowned chef, has competed at the highest levels, opened up multiple restaurants, and he's giving you feedback around about your restaurant or your your food and your cooking technique. Like, hey, this is not seasoned properly. This is not cooked properly. Like, you have some good elements to this dish, but this is not. And people, "Mm -mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Your taste buds are, okay. And he'll pull your car, okay. You eat it. Eat in front of me. What do you think about that? You think that tastes good? And sometimes you see these uh, entrepreneurs confronted with the reality of, Oh man, he's not lying. This is, this is, this is bland or this is not cooked properly. It's soggy. This is disgusting. Right. Uh, and sometimes it even escalates to the point where you, you know, he's like, okay, I, this is your, your dish, your staple dish. I'm going to make my version of that. Mm. It's going to be cheaper. It's going to be better seasoned. I'm gonna cook mine and then you cook yours and then let's compare the plates. And you see, and they eat. Oh man, damn chef, this is. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's so you light, really are so good. airy, so light, so airy. They say, right, the whole energy changes. But that's a, a perfect example of that's constructive criticism he was given along the way. This is a man who's opened up multiple restaurants. Mm-hmm. He's taking the time out of his day. Now, yeah, there's some benefit because he has a show, but he's taking the time out of his day. He's chosen your restaurant out of all the million submissions to help you improve on executing on your vision at the end of the day, whether you're successful or not, he leaves with the content so he could film it, let you not embrace it, leave, you know, throw the show up and keep moving. But you see when he keeps coming back to these entrepreneurs and he's, and he's pushing back and he's investing and he's investing his time and really trying to dig in there to get them to see it. Because again, it's constructive criticism. His intent is pure, and the content is undeniable because mm-hmm. of his experience. And so, um, that willingness to embrace criticism um, is critically important. The last thing I'll say is, you know, when you truly are prepared to embrace criticism, sometimes that can help you elevate to new levels you never even imagined before. Um, I was recently watching another show, you know, part of my like process of winding down and going to sleep and cause it's football season is uh sports center. Right. So 
Sports Center, and then just you know uh, different uh, sports related podcasts. And I came across a clip of Gilbert Arenas talking about uh, a one of the games where Michael Jordan played against Kobe, and it was awesome because he was talking about uh, obviously Mike was in his forties at the time, you know, playing for the Washington Wizards, and they had played against the Lakers. The Wizard had Wizards had beat the Lakers. Uh, and at the end of the game, just Mike being Mike, tap Kobe on the butt. He's like, hey, man, you can uh, – good game. I mean, you can put on the shoes, but you can't fill them. Because that game, like Kobe had um, – he had been wearing some Jordans as like in honor of, of Mike, like mm-hmm. for that game. So he's like, hey, you can put the shoes on, but you can't fill them. And that's all he said. And they said Kobe was like 38 hot, like 30, like top like. For those that may not know what that means, it's very, very upset. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I got I to, we got to do a Southern translation, like just extremely upset. Extremely upset, upset extremely yes. Extremely upset, like very, very, very upset. Um, so he was just heated. They said he didn't even talk for two weeks. For two weeks. Like to nobody. Team, yeah, to nobody, nobody on the team. team. The team was confused. The team was like, yo, was like, did we do something wrong in the game? Kobe mad? They were asking Phil, and Phil's like, nah, you guys didn't do anything. It's just at the end of the game, you know, Mike had told uh, Kobe that uh, you, know, you can try and you can wear the shoes, but you can't fill them. And uh, he's upset about that. And when everybody heard, they was like, ooh, right? Because that's, that's Kobe's idol. That's, it, was, it was Mike's version of criticism. Probably, you know, prodding a little bit, but also mm-hmm. a little bit of criticism. Like, bro, you're going to have to step your game up if you're really trying to come from, from me. And they said, man, two weeks later when they played again, Kobe came out, took that criticism as fuel, and he dropped 53 on the Wizards. Now, I also happened to notice in that clip, uh, all the buckets, Mike wasn't really trying to guard Kobe. Mm-hmm. Like, he was he shifting other up. people. He knew what was going to happen. <laughs> he knew what was going to happen. But that's a great example of just embracing that criticism. He didn't allow feedback from somebody he's modeled his game after and idolized to defeat him. He internalized it. He went through his own process mm-hmm. of internalizing it and working it out and figuring out what tweaks he needed to make in order to be more mentally prepared and perform at a higher level the next time around to produce a better product. But he took it, and then he and then he delivered. And so that's the challenge for for our entrepreneurs out there that are listening. Is as you're getting this feedback, it's very easy to get defensive because we get it. What you're building, um, you know, is your baby. Like you, you know, we've heard it said before in music. Like I'm an artist. I'm you know I'm sensitive about my stuff. Mm-hmm. So I get it. We're all creatives. You're sensitive about your stuff. But when you get criticism, run it through that filter of what is the intent, what is the content. If the intent is to is truly for me to improve and is in my best interest and the content is value added, internalize it, marinate on it, figure out how to improve so that you can produce a better a better product the next time you go out to perform. So um, definitely, man, that's a, a critically, critically important. Golden nuggets on display. Drop it on your head. Uh, but yeah. talk about, you know. Who knew? Oh, all this coming from watching TV, a lot of TV. <laughs> <laughs> But again, we are here to to break down four ways you as an entrepreneur can develop that growth mindset. And with that example, even with Kobe, talk about number one, embracing challenges. That was also a a bit of a challenge that he had gotten from MJ uh, and he came back in full force. Number two is to expect setbacks. And then three is to listen to the criticism. You just have to learn to conquer your fear of disapproval by listening to the feedback and make sure that you focus on how you can improve. 
entrepreneurs who develop that growth mindset, they're they're always looking and know that there's room for improvement. Uh, so please remember that again uh, as constructive criticism. When we say feedback, you know, it's a little cliche, but they say that feedback is a gift. And if you really look at it that way, that this person is providing me a gift on how I can improve what I do and how I bring my product and services to the market so that I can be that much more effective at serving people and helping them, which in turn is going to help me to make money, uh, to pursue my purpose, to create profits and to build a legacy. Like, again, that, that's just a gift that uh, you should never, never take lightly. Uh, number four is to be inspired by other people's success. Uh, Kobe was definitely inspired uh, by other people's success. Uh, and even so much so that, again, even just talking about that relationship between him and Michael Jordan at the very beginning of his career, Kobe's that is, uh, and not just Michael Jordan, but specifically, again, stories that we've seen or videos that we've watched, uh, stories that we've heard and videos that we've watched is him asking questions, like looking to learn from some of the greats and being inspired by what they're doing. But knowing there's so much that I can learn, like I'm not going to be afraid to ask questions and ask for help and ask, how do I maneuver and get through these certain circumstances and situations that I'm going to be faced with on the court and just within my basketball career and life? So you should never, never be threatened by the success of other entrepreneurs, like give them their flowers. Like, you know, celebrate their success and then glean from them what you can so that you can take some of the best parts of what they do or at the very least be inspired by if this person has done it, I know that I can do it too. Uh, even if they're in a different space and again with a different product or different service, glean from them what you can and use that as inspiration. Um, knowing that you can do better, you can do better and you can, you can, you know, attain those levels of success as well. So reach out to other successful entrepreneurs. Uh, there's so many different organizations. Again, you can be a part of uh, the Uncompromising Entrepreneurs group on Facebook. Uh, we have lots of men in there, other entrepreneurs, where we, we discuss, we hold each other accountable, we ask questions. Uh, again, we go live and have our cold brew and convo uh, sessions where we're able to talk with one another, ask questions, relay information, Ask for help and not be afraid to do so. Every entrepreneur, like we all deal with self-doubts uh, and, and, you know, thinking is, am I making the right decisions? Can I really do this? Can I really get this done? And maybe even sometimes, you know, being envious of others' success. Hopefully you don't allow that. Again, give people their flowers, glean for what you can. But in our flesh, right, we're human. Sometimes that does happen. Doing this is only just going to make you feel more inadequate about your own life and what you're doing. So I, I, I ask and encourage you, employ you to please not do that. Like, don't don't be envious. Don't be discouraged by other people's success. Celebrate it. Give them their flowers. Learn what you can from them and hopefully even create relationships where you can ask them questions and be able to prosper yourself just like they are. Um, there are certain groups I've joined recently uh, where there's other entrepreneurs, um, even groups on Facebook that we're also a part of besides our own, where we're learning and being able to conversate with other entrepreneurs, other uh, podcasters, all in an effort to continue to learn and to grow us as individuals and as a team, but also grow with these other individuals in whatever space they're in as well. Yeah, man. Like, you know, there was actually a recently to me, like a really good example of this about the importance of, you know, reaching out 
to people who have already had success in the, the, the field that you're entering, the mm-hmm. space that you're entering, and, um, you know, sitting at their knee and, and learning mm-hmm. as much as possible um, in the process. Um, actually, I was watching, again, I was watching uh, another uh, uh, documentary this time, uh, Malice in the Palace. Um, <clears throat> I promise y'all, like, when I be binge watching, I be I'm, I'm binge watching for research purposes. <laughs> right. That was uh, so another was, very good quick docu series, though, for sure. Right, and what I actually appreciated about that is um, Jermaine O'Neal's story. For those who are not familiar, mm-hmm. Jermaine O'Neal, uh, Jermaine O'Neal, um, the extent of his career, he's most well known for his his run with the Pacers, um, as he really grew into his own as a, cent- a center, kind of a dominant power forward center. Uh, defensive presence, you know, multiple all-stars, you know, ceiling was extremely high. But prior to that, like what helped him to get to that point is when he got drafted, he got drafted directly out of high school mm-hmm. to the Portland Trailblazers. And, you know, when he got drafted, he was 17 years old. He was the best high school player in the country. Going to a team where now that he's reached, he's attained another level, he's not even the third or fourth best player at his position on mm. his team. So how many of us as entrepreneurs make those transitions of stepping into the entrepreneurial space and maybe we were the best at what we were doing in our last industry or space? I was the best in my nine to five. I was the best in my corporate job. But now I'm taking this leap into this new space of entrepreneurship. And I am a rookie. I am a neophyte. I am not getting any playing time. I am not seeing the type of success or impact that I was seeing when I was on the top of the hill, for lack of a better term, in my last role. And how that can be discouraging. And what he did in response to that was he sought out, you know, veteran players who were well established in their their respective positions. And again, he sat at their knee. He asked them about the game. He asked them about um, carrying himself as a leader. And that really got accelerated when they facilitated the trade and sent him to Indiana. And he teamed up with Reggie Miller, who, if you guys don't know who Reggie Miller is, um, you know, Hall of Fame basketball player, um, just, you know, you know well-respected shooting guard, um, you know, baller, did 18 years in the NBA, um, had a bunch of records before he left, all this good stuff. But he sat at Reggie Miller's knee to learn how to lead and to learn how to be the guy, the alpha dog, the the person that the team is counting on night in and night out in order to deliver. And that was obviously extremely impactful for him because it allowed him to attain new levels of success. But also, uh, what I appreciate about the relationship is Reggie's willingness to be inspired by the success of Jermaine mm-hmm. and also realize that, hey, this my role is shifting now i don't have to be the a score i don't have to be the primary option anymore my role as mentor has gotten this guy to the point where he's ready to take over the load and now i can pick and choose where i assert myself in terms of the flow of the game and what does that mean for my longevity what does that mean for it's extending my impact. What does that mean for getting more years out of my career? What does that mean for putting my team in the position, the best position possible to, for my ultimate goal of winning a ring? Now, obviously, if you watch Malice in the Palace or you're familiar with that story, you realize the things that came up that prevented them from really being able to attain the level of success that on paper 
they should have been able to attain um, given all the pieces that they had. But I think just that piece is so critically important, like in Jermaine's story, because I think a lot of us share like share that. And what I mean by that is that that experience of going from being well established or dominant in one space, entering a brand new space and feeling out of your depth, feeling like you're not qualified, even though I was just like literally just last month, I was the best at what Mm -hmm. I was doing. And how we choose to respond to that. And some of us as entrepreneurs, we choose to pack it in and say entrepreneurship is not really for me. Um, when in reality, we were t- we lacked humility. We lacked the willingness to reach out to well-established entrepreneurs that we know and just asking, hey, can I pick your brains? Can I sit at your knee? Can I learn? Can I learn from you? Can I get feedback? Um, And so I think that that's a cheat code for sure that our entrepreneurs can definitely incorporate. If you take the time to seek out the success, you know, other individuals who are successful to ask them what they're doing, how they're doing it, um, to seek out coaching, you know, see like going back to, you know, us sharing with our, our alpha participants, each one of these gentlemen that are in our alpha test uh, program that are going through this from purpose of profits program, they're seeking out feedback from, from folks that are established from a business perspective, from a time management perspective, from a mindset perspective in a way that they are not. Mm -hmm. And again, they're willing to embrace the feedback, have the vulnerability to learn because they want to be successful. They want to be successful. They want to actualize their purpose, their potential. They want to be successful. Um, and so I strongly encourage our entrepreneurs out there, um, you know, if you truly have the growth mindset, you're willing to seek out the the nurturing necessary for you to blossom, for you to bloom. Um, and you're not going to turn away, um, you know, the water and the sunshine needed um, in order for you to grow. Otherwise, if you do, you know, we all know um, what happens to plants without water and sunshine. They shrivel up and they die. And obviously, you don't want that to be the extent of your legacy Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to your business and your purpose, is it shriveled up on the vine because you didn't take time to seek out the nurturing um, that was needed in order to grow? Nah, that's a strong word. One thing that was telling about what Jermaine said as well is he he had a decision to make, right, based on the example that you gave and what he went through when he first went to the Blazers. When he was traded, he told them, I want my locker to be right next to Reggie's. To your point, had that desire to want to be inspired, to want to ask questions, to want to learn from one of the greats in the game. Uh, and again, you know, you can watch the the documentary for yourself. But it, it that piece of it was very telling. But how all of those decisions that he made to seek out guidance, to seek out help, uh, definitely made a huge, huge impact on on his career. Um, and even as I was watching him, man, I forgot Larry Bird was actually coaching that team at the time too. Um, and I, you know, I don't know that he's one of the, definitely not one of the greatest coaches, but he was a good coach in in his own right. Uh, mm-hmm. but again, just the, the point I'm making is when you have those components and you're seeking out advice, you're seeking out the success of other people and you have great coaching along the way, putting all those pieces together can definitely help you to find the success that you're looking for. Uh, so there you have it to our uncompromising entrepreneurs. We just dropped four ways that you as an entrepreneur, especially if you want to be not just an entrepreneur, but an uncompromising entrepreneur and develop a growth mindset, embrace challenges, expect setbacks, 
listen to the criticism, and then be inspired by others' success. Once you develop that growth mindset, you can apply it to really almost anything in your life. If you want to be that successful entrepreneur, man, I just, again, I pray that you just get out of your own way. Get out of your own way and learn to develop and use that growth mindset to to the best of your abilities uh, and to your advantage uh, so that you can reap the benefits and the rewards of that. But again, so the, the community that's around you can do the same as well. Awesome, man. So to all of our uncompromising entrepreneurs, thank you for listening. Again, we, we sincerely appreciate you going through this journey with us as we talk about uh, entrepreneur mindset and growth and sports uh, and even some of the growth that we've been experiencing in our own lives. We hope that you are experiencing very positive growth uh, in your life as well. Uh, so please show us some love. Go ahead and leave a comment, like, and share the podcast. We definitely appreciate that. If you want to reach out to us, you can always do that by emailing us uh, at info at uncompromisingcoaching.com. Um, you could also go to the website as well, uh, uncompromisingcoaching.com. You can all you know go through that process of actually um, setting up uh, a consultation with us as well. If you want to be able to ask some more questions, maybe get some feedback uh, as well on where you're at and the possibilities of where you can be in the future as you continue to grow into an uncompromising entrepreneur. I mentioned it earlier, definitely, especially for our men out there, if you'd like to join us, we'd appreciate the opportunity for you to do that and to meet with you a little bit more in our Facebook group, the Uncompromising Entrepreneurs, plural, group. Please meet us there and the other 50 plus men that we have in there, uh, again, that participate, engage, ask questions, uh, are there for us to, to be a part of our conversations when we're going live on our cold brew and convos. We would love to have you there as well. You can always follow us uh, at the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. That is our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and also on LinkedIn if you are in that space. Um, lots of different pieces of content that we have for you. We'd love for you to join us wherever you're comfortable at, uh, wherever you spend most of your time on social media. Hopefully not too much time if you're an entrepreneur because you're staying focused. Uh, but if you're on there, follow us, join us. We'd love to have you along the way. Uh, please be on the lookout for our next episode, which is episode 57. Uh, we will be bringing to you our next NBA Mentored by Adversity installment. Uh, we have a couple of guests lined up that... I know you are going to receive a lot of, of benefit and additional golden nuggets. We're not going to say just yet, uh, but definitely, again, be on the lookout for the next episode, uh, NBA installment coming your way. We are excited about that one as well. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, and as always, until next time, God bless y'all and stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. You have just listened to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you pursue your passion, create profits, and build a legacy. Until next time, y'all.